This is Plant-Based Briefing, How Meat Harms Wildlife, Part 2, by the Center for Biological Diversity at TakeExtinctionOffYourPlate.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and happy Earth Day. This is the second of a two-part post I'm reading in honor of Earth Day. So listen to yesterday's episode first if you haven't already, and then come back here for Part 2. So now let's get to today's Plant-Based Briefing. How Meat Harms Wildlife, Part 2, by the Center for Biological Diversity at TakeExtinctionOffYourPlate.com Water Use and Pollution Animal agriculture consumes massive quantities of water. It takes about 2,464 gallons of water to produce a single pound of California beef. In total, 50% of all consumable water used in the United States goes toward meat and dairy production. Much of the water not consumed by animal agriculture is polluted by it. Factory farms are industrial facilities where meat production operations, farmed animals, feed, manure, urine, and dead animals are concentrated in unsanitary, polluting conditions. Factory farms consistently fail to confine the staggering amount of waste they produce, and few laws require them to treat or clean up their mess. Animal agriculture produces 500 million tons of manure per year. That poses a severe threat to natural water sources. Factory farms pollute more than 35,000 miles of rivers in 22 states, contaminate groundwater in 17 states, and impair wetlands, lakes, and estuaries. Meat production is responsible for 80% of antibiotic use and the growth of antibiotic resistance. Meat and dairy also contribute 37% of pesticide use, much of which ends up in waterways and other wildlife habitats through improper handling of manure and agricultural runoff, and creating dead zones and eutrophication. All of this has devastating consequences for the environment and endangered species like the hellbender salamander. Hellbender Hellbenders are the largest amphibians in North America, can grow up to two feet long, and secrete toxic slime from their skin to ward off predators. These strictly aquatic salamanders need clean, well-oxygenated water to survive. Many of the streams they once lived in are now too polluted from agriculture and urbanization to support them. Hunting, disease, fish stalking, and loss of genetic diversity also pose major threats to this fascinating amphibian. Animal agriculture plays a major role in the water pollution and climate change that threaten hellbenders. Across their range, their population is declining at an alarming rate, in direct relation to overconsumption of meat and dairy and the resulting pollution, habitat loss, and disease. If Americans continue their current level of meat consumption, the future won't be pretty, so one might say the not-so-pretty hellbender perfectly represents the problem. Unfortunately, that future will have none of the hellbender's unique charisma or importance. Grazing Grazing by the meat and dairy industry is promoted, protected, and subsidized on 270 million acres of public lands in 11 western states, degrading the landscape and further threatening more than 175 federally protected U.S. species. In fact, grazing practices are among the greatest direct threats to imperiled species, affecting 14% of threatened or endangered animals and 33% of threatened or endangered plants. Extensive studies have documented the devastating environmental impacts of overgrazing cattle, including erosion and soil loss, water pollution, the degradation of wetland and stream habitats, and the spread of invasive plants. The ecological costs of grazing cattle and sheep exceed that of any other Western land use, yet grazing is highly subsidized by the government under pressure from the meat industry. 
Grazing cattle destroy native vegetation, damage soils and stream banks, and contaminate waterways with fecal waste. Overgrazing has reduced once lush streams and riparian forests to flat, dry wastelands and has turned once rich topsoil to dust, which causes soil erosion, stream sedimentation, and the wholesale elimination of many aquatic habitats. Overgrazing of fire-carrying grasses has starved some western forests of fire, leaving them overly dense and prone to unnaturally severe fires. Cattle and sheep fencing creates problems for wildlife like increased predation, injuries from collision, and restricted access to food, water, and shelter. Livestock grazing wreaks ecological havoc on riparian areas, rivers, deserts, grasslands, and forests alike but it has taken an especially hard toll on the habitat of the sage-grouse. Greater and Bi-State Sage-Grouse Every year, sage-grouse travel to ancestral mating grounds where males make special sounds using wing motions and inflatable air sacs on their chests in an elaborate dance to attract females. Because of livestock grazing, development, off-road vehicles, barbed wire fences, and other threats, the sage-grouse is disappearing from the West. Since sage-grouse are particular about their mating and nesting sites, their habitat is often no longer suitable after livestock grazing alters its plant composition. Meanwhile, fencing hinders the bird's ability to migrate. Without Endangered Species Act protection, sage-grouse populations have declined by as much as 70%, yet the federal government has failed to move forward on protection. A 2015 Bi-State Action Plan was supposed to preclude the need to list the species as endangered, while still allowing for sustainable economic development in California and Nevada, but it doesn't adequately protect the birds from livestock grazing and habitat loss. Read more about grazing linked here. Pesticides. About half of all harvested U.S. cropland is used to produce animal feed. Most feed crops are corn, soy, and other monocultures drenched in 167 million pounds of pesticides every year. Meat production is responsible for 37% of all pesticide use in the United States. Pesticides threaten the survival and recovery of hundreds of federally protected species, including polar bears, salmon, sea turtles, kit foxes, and many sensitive birds, amphibian, and insect species. Producing pesticides relies on fossil fuels, contributing to climate change and air pollution, and creates byproducts that are toxic to humans and wildlife. Particularly at risk are native pollinators like bees and butterflies. You can thank these pollinators for one out of every three bites of food you eat if you like apples, almonds, blueberries, cherries, avocados, cucumbers, onions, grapefruits, oranges, or pumpkins, just to name a few. Thank a pollinator. Most agricultural crops, more than 100 of them, can't grow without these pollinators, which would mean a lot less food available for the rapidly growing global population. Each year, $15 billion worth of crops are pollinated by bees in the United States alone. Monarch Butterfly Every year, monarch butterflies make a legendary multi-generational migration of more than 2,000 miles from Mexico to Canada. This American icon appears in literature and poetry, is raised by elementary school children, and is beloved by gardeners across the country. Monarchs were once a familiar sight, but over the past 20 years, their populations have declined by more than 80%. In California, the western monarch butterfly population had declined to less than 2,000 butterflies. 
One major threat pushing monarchs toward extinction is the near eradication of milkweed, the monarch caterpillar's only food source from Midwestern croplands, where monarchs were once born. Milkweed has fallen victim to skyrocketing use of the herbicide glyphosate, the main ingredient in Roundup, on genetically engineered Roundup-ready corn and soybeans planted on more than 150 million acres. Since more than half of U.S. grain goes toward feeding livestock, meat production drives the high demand for Roundup-ready corn. Studies show that monarchs typically lay nearly four times more eggs per plant on milkweed growing in cropland than in other areas, making this glyphosate use even more harmful to the butterfly's survival. Overfishing and bycatch So far, the statistics on this site have been about animal agriculture on land. But the fishing and aquaculture industries, along with the unsustainable fishing, ocean acidification, climate change, and pollution they help drive, are pushing many marine species toward extinction. And with ocean waters covering nearly three-quarters of the Earth's surface, the seafood industry's poor regulation allows for massive exploitation by commercial fisheries. These fisheries are removing life from the sea at astonishing rates, including millions of tons of discarded bycatch every year. Bycatch is sea life that's captured by fisheries and not sent to market for consumption. It's an inevitable consequence of fisheries that use methods like trailing mile-long nets through the ocean, indiscriminately sweeping up all kinds of ocean life, or dropping down 60-mile-long baited fishing lines that attract and entangle marine animals and birds. Every year, U.S. fisheries unintentionally catch almost 2,000 federally protected marine mammals, almost 12,000 sea turtles, including federally protected loggerheads and leatherbacks, and more than 7,600 sea birds. Furthermore, fisheries degrade water quality, disrupt the food chain by removing large numbers of specific species, and destroy crucial habitat. This assault against oceans is constant, and it's taking a huge toll on the well-being of marine life, from whales and turtles to the fish species fished for, like the popular bluefin tuna. Bluefin tuna. Bluefin tuna are the Ferraris of the ocean. They can travel at speeds up to 43 miles per hour and even retract their fins into special slits to reduce drag. These huge fish are often 6 to 10 feet long, weighing 500 to 1,500 pounds. Unfortunately, because of a human taste for bluefin tuna sushi, these fish fetch prices that rival even the most luxurious sports cars. In 2013, a single bluefin tuna sold for $1.7 million in a Japanese fish market. While bluefin tuna's plunge toward extinction is a global issue, the United States is primarily responsible for the decline of the critically endangered Western Atlantic bluefin tuna, which spawns in the Gulf of Mexico and is fished mostly by U.S. fishermen. Due to politically arranged fishing quotas that allow for overfishing far above scientifically recommended levels, bluefin tuna may soon completely disappear from the ocean. A 2013 scientific report concluded that their population had declined by an estimated 96.4% from unfished levels. Even before that, the Gulf of Mexico oil disaster of 2010 flooded the tuna's essential breeding habitat with millions of gallons of oil, and the spill's effects will persist and threaten many species for years to come. Despite the critical condition of bluefin tuna populations, in 2011, the National Marine Fisheries Service announced it wouldn't grant this fish protection under the Endangered Species Act. 
You just listened to How Meat Harms Wildlife, Part 2, by the Center for Biological Diversity at TakeExtinctionOffYourPlate.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and I hope you'll join me in celebrating Earth Day and protecting our planet by eating plant-based and living vegan. Thanks for listening.